Welcome to the Michigan Youth Sports Podcast. I'm David Fedor. I'm a husband and a father of five kids. I also run a travel baseball organization, and I'm the head coach of a JV high school baseball team in Michigan. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss the ecosystem of youth sports. Please feel free to contact us with any topics you would like to see discussed. Lastly, please subscribe and tell your friends about our podcast. All right, we're here with Russ Young. Um, hey, Russ, give us uh, an overview of what you do now. I know you're a trainer, but uh, give us um, an overview of what you do right now on a day-to-day basis from a training perspective. So right now, uh, first of all, I've been training for about 14 years, and I, I first got started, I was at the Jewish Community Center in uh, West Bloomfield, where I, I trained for the better part of 10 years. Uh, currently, I do in-home training, and currently at this facility, complete sports training in uh, Novi, Michigan, where I work with general population and we're working with baseball kids and basically um, people from all different sports. So yeah, working with general population and um, and uh, sports training. Awesome. So you said you work at the uh, JCC for 10 years. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background and you know, where did you, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up here in Michigan? Yes, I grew up in uh, Wixom. I went to Wale schools. I went to Wale Western High School. I um, I first got interested in, in training uh, because of baseball. I was 19, 18, pretty thin, and my college baseball coach wanted me to bulk up, and I ended up getting really into working out, and I wasn't <laughs> so much interested in the uh, the school aspect. So I, I started bulking up, and uh, I fell in love with, with strength training. And that's when I got employed at the Jewish Community Center. So I was first certified through ISSA, and I was I was 19, and uh, I've become a student of fitness ever so when, since. So when you you started, you said you went to Wald Lake Western yep. High School, and you played baseball there. Did you play in other sports? I played baseball and basketball. I played baseball and basketball. So um, yeah, so I, I was a starter on varsity as a sophomore. Um, got all division honors and. Junior year, I had a broken hand, so I missed most of the year. And uh, senior year baseball, we had a really great team. We were actually fourth in the state, made it to quarterfinals. So we were in the game right before the state final. And, um, yeah, it was a great season. And basketball, I, uh, I rolled the bench all junior year <laughs> and came back senior year, and I was the points leader and had a really good season. Um, had a little bit of a growth spurt. And, so what, uh, what position did you play in basketball? I was a shooting guard. And then what, what about baseball? Baseball, I played shortstop. Okay. Yeah, I was a shortstop. Um, defense was my favorite part of the game. I hit I hit really well. I hit 420 my senior year, but defense was always, that was always my, uh, the most enjoyable part for me. I oh. love locking down. So who was your, who was your baseball coach at, at that Western? My baseball coach was uh, Brad Sheck. Okay. Yep. Yep. All three years. So... Now, uh, so tell us a little bit about you know what that experience was, and you know obviously you have all these different coaches in basketball and, and baseball, and so give me give me a couple just stories about things that you remember about your coaches and how they might have influenced you. Um, so Brad Shack, he did a good job of keeping me focused in in things outside of sports. I like I said, I really. I had a tough time in the classroom, a um, lot of anxiety in a classroom setting, speeches, icebreakers, that type of thing. I could not stand, so grades tended to suffer because of it. 
he kept me focused and, and made sure I got any help I needed um, outside of sports. Um, so he did it, yeah. So Coach Sheck did a great job with that. Um, yeah. That's a great story. I mean, that's what, you know, as coaches, you know, obviously I, I coach and that's what we're supposed to do is not only, um, you know, lead them on the field, but also be a good uh, guide for them and help them off the field. So that's a great story. I'm glad you told me about that, about right. uh, Coach Sheck. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a, it was a big help and kind of got me through, you know, the academic part, which is, which is so critical. Yeah. So then after JCC, then, then what, then where do you, you got, you went to, you went to college. I'm sorry. You, you went to Western. Yep. You played there. Then you went to college and yes. where'd you go to college to play? You said you played baseball there. So this is where the roller coaster, I, I went to Alma college and I was on the team, but I, I didn't, I didn't like the small school feel. So I ended up transferring over to Macomb community college and I played there, uh, had some shoulder trouble and I ended up leaving Macomb. And so then you uh, went to Alma, then you went to Macomb. Yep. Uh, then you started your, you know, your career uh, in you know, physical yep. fitness. Uh, so then, uh, then, then what? Um, I know, I know you're married. I've, I got to meet your your wife. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you, uh, how did you meet her? And um, what's, uh, how did she influence you on the kind of the path you are now? Yeah, I mean, she, she's been a, a great, uh, a huge influence in my life. And she actually, so much that she actually became certified herself and became a trainer. Um, but to go back, we've been together about seven years. We've been married for just over a year. We met, uh, I was leaving work at the JCC and I went to a local sports bar to play ping pong with uh, one of my friends. And she came in with a group of girlfriends and... Um, we ended up getting introduced. My friend knew one of her friends. It was one of those type of things. And, uh, you know, we had a great night, and it, it sort of started from day one, and there was no looking back after that. Um, but, yeah, she was she was a big influence in my training. She was always a supporter because, you know, training, it's it seems like everybody is a trainer nowadays, and it's, it's extremely competitive. Um, but she was always very supportive and, and – um, and a huge part of what I do and always believing in me and so much that she, like I said, she became a trainer herself. And we actually did um, a boot camp together at the JCC. We did that at 530 in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for, it lasted for about a year. So we got to, you know, help each other out and actually work together, which uh, for some, for some couples, it might be too much working together and living together, but it was a, it was a good experience. It was a good experience. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I'm the uh, same way, you know. <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. How, how it goes. So, uh, it's going back. Uh, you know, obviously, you're working with athletes right now. You're working with youth, yeah. uh, with youth, and a couple different sports. So, what, based on what you, how you train them, and what, uh, what you see out there right now, you said it's very competitive. Compare right now with training and what you do and what you see out there versus what when you were growing up, when you were going through high school, 14, 15, 16, 17, uh, compare and contrast a little bit about what, what you see as far as training and you know kind of the differences between that and now. I would say, um, well, I think in science, I think uh, the, the philosophy and in, in training itself is getting very strong um, with technology and, and all the resources, I think, trainers and all the knowledge and information is right at our, is right at our fingertips. 
So really everybody can be a great coach. Um, but kids have so many options on where they can train and who they can train with. And there's so many, so many, you know, local big names that, it, you know, if you're focused on, if, you know, if you're constantly putting your energy toward how competitive it is, I think it's, uh, it's easy to miss out on, you know, what this is all about. And I really think it's about uh, meeting the needs of, of who you're training and not so much about the competition, but, uh, but who you're helping and, and just meeting those needs. But yeah, back, uh, back when I was younger, I don't remember there being a whole lot of strength training, uh, even offered when I was in high school. That was, so I graduated in 2005 from high school. Um, we didn't have, we had an optional weights thing. And I think there's only a couple kids there. Um, but nowadays it's like every team has a strength coach, it seems like, and they're training with somebody local and, uh, it seems to be a lot more intense, a lot more serious. So you think that's overall, do you think that that's a good thing health-wise? And do you think that the, or do you think that the intensity is uh, too much or do you think it's a little bit of both? I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I think uh, strength training is such a big part of, such a big part of baseball. Um, you know, there's a huge skills aspect of it, obviously, but what strength does to, in sports is, uh, you know, it's, it's so, it's so critical. And, uh, I think we're seeing that now, even in a uh, golf, the last guy to win the U S open has really embraced strength training. And he's, I mean, he's turning heads out there. It's been the difference maker in his career and, uh, it's no different in baseball in other sports. And, um, it's definitely the present and the future going forward. So do you see going back to, you were a youth versus now. Do you see more of an emphasis on a healthy lifestyle, eating, working out, doing things the right way? And I'm assuming you do. And then what do you feel your role in that is? And, and do you feel an obligation to try to help others to show them the right way to not only the strength training, but also, you know, leading a good lifestyle and eating correctly in, in combination with, you know, working out and training? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's all so important. I, I I really do try to stick to what I do, which is the the fitness aspect. I know it's all it all comes together, the diet and all that stuff, but I really do try to stick to um, the strength the strength training aspect of it. And uh, I give little piece of advice on nutrition and you know obviously sleep and stress management. Those are all huge factors, and um and what you want to do physically. Um, but yeah, focusing on the on the fitness aspect is what I mainly do. Mm-hmm. So, tell everybody how we met. So we met last. It was last season uh, at Wall Lake Western. Um, I, you helped coach. So David helped coach um, the strength training, and uh, son Matt was training with us. And uh, we had a blast. There was a lot of kids. How many did we have on the on the big days? Oh man, sometimes 30. 30 kids. So the help, yeah, David was a huge help in, in keeping the kids in, uh, in line and uh, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, it should be like one coach per like six, seven kids, honestly. So we were still understaffed. But uh, but that was a blast. It's too bad the season didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That was, it was but a good time. I it mean, was a I great learned, time. I learned uh, you know, a heck of a lot from you in a, in a short amount of time. And just trying to, you know, watch what you were emphasizing to the kids. And, you know, the thing I liked, uh, you know, watching you work was 
yeah, you were trying to push them and you wanted them to be challenged, but at the same time you wanted them to do all the things the right way, the right form, the following the, the plan exactly as it says, how many reps, you know, and, and, and increasing it as, as it said. You were very uh, thorough in making sure that, you know, they did it the right technique in the right way. So, mm -hmm. you know, not only were they doing what it was designed to do, which was increase their strength and, you know, agility and all that, but also doing it in a safe way so they're not, you know, injuring themselves. And you, you, you corrected them and you didn't, what I liked was you didn't make them feel stupid or feel like they were doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, you know, let me show you, you know, the right way to do this and did a great job and you weren't afraid to step in there and, and show them the right way. So I thought that was, um, that was great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thank you. So what are some of the, what are the, some of the biggest pieces of advice you could give to young athletes? Man, I, commitment, you know, the dedication, consistency. I think these are certain aspects that are probably, you know, they're preeminent in anything you want to over to embark on. Um, you know, if you decide that you want to train three or four days a week, then you allow yourself that time. And what you do in that time is is uh, is so important. But yeah, the just being consistent with it. Um, you can have you can you can have off days um, once in a while, but you know if you're in there consistently, there's going to be results. And uh, and making sure you're constantly setting those goals and then um, and checking in with those checking in with those goals over time to make sure you're actually you're actually hitting them. So what what do you say? Some of the biggest warnings that warning signs or biggest cautionary tales that you could give to uh, young athletes? Whew. Um, man, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question right there. Um, I mean, not being lazy, not being lazy. Um, you gotta definitely know what you want, you know, depending on who it is. Um, but like, I think I think setting those goals is really the is really the number one thing. Setting the goals and and then doing whatever it takes to get there. Um, I would say that's the, I would say that's number one. Probably went around that question a little bit, but no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's good. No, basically, I think what you're summarizing is you you have to set goals. Yeah, you know, one of the pitfalls is you're doing something, but you have no. And and destination in mind, you're right? So how how can you plot a course if you don't know where you're going? Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's true. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. And do you want to tell me the story about how you were uh, led to the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I was I was probably 16, 17, 18 years 18 years old, somewhere in there. I was I worked at, like I said I worked at the JCC for a long time. And, you know, I was at the Jewish Community Center of all places where I first got witness to. And one of my good friends and mentors, his name's Ed Titus. He's a deacon at uh, Life Application Ministries, where I go to church. This guy was, there was something different about him. Every single time he'd be pacing the hallway and he would just be looking down. And, and every time I crossed him, he would say, God bless you. You know, it's everybody he came across. And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, man, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's your deal? Why do you always, you know, I didn't know who the Lord was back then. And, uh, you know, it's like Jesus, I thought was some mythical person and uh so he started and we ended up praying over the phone and it was probably one of the more uncomfortable things i've ever done was praying over the phone when he asked me to do that and uh but you know looking back it's it's amazing how things change you know 13 years later and 
being in the position, being saved like I am now, it's uh, it's 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 a remarkable journey walking with Christ. So uh, so yeah, that's that's how it all that's how it all went down. So what do you, as uh, you know, as as a Christian and seeing uh, some of the things that uh, go on with you know youth sports, you know, how do you what what's your I guess uh, future? What does that look like? Uh, you know, combining you know the, the training you're doing, working with youth, uh, fulfilling your uh, your destiny as you know as a as a Christian man in your walk. Um, you know, what do you what do you look at as far as future goals are concerned? And you know what do you um, what do you see for yourself in you know five years or ten years? I see myself being right here, right here at CST, and. Um, still like i think that this is the way i help serve people i really do think this is like i mentioned about earlier how i don't feel like i'm at competition with anybody else i really don't i've and i i don't see that at, for us here i i feel like if uh, we can really separate ourselves and make ourselves great by completely serving other people and meeting their needs anybody who walks through this door so i see myself still doing that just on a larger scale right here five ten years 15 years from now and uh i'm excited about the journey all right so here's the uh here's a, here's the, one of the last hard-hitting questions for you Uh-oh. uh if you could have dinner with three athletes okay past or present yep uh who would they be and why <sighs> all right well number one i gotta go with tiger woods I got to go with Tiger Woods. I'm not sure if there's a, you know, and people will probably disagree with that, but I don't think there's a better sports story out there. Uh, a lot of his journey, uh, just in terms of resilience and, pers- and perseverance and, you know, yeah, he did some really, really, he had some bad choices, obviously, but we're not in his position, so it's hard to judge that. Um, but his comeback story, come back and winning the Masters and come back from all the self-sabotage and his face planted on the screen, he's one person I like to pick his brain because he obviously has something in him that he, he's not too concerned with what people are saying and, you know, what they think of him. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that extremely admirable, that aspect of him. So he's one person. Um, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is definitely somebody uh, growing up playing shortstop and – how he's one of the few players who had a whole career with uh, with one team, and some of the his his brain in terms of in his baseball mind. I, I keep thinking about that play where he cut off that throw. That's not something that a lot of players would do. So, uh, and being a Michigan a Michigan guy, I know he's born in Jersey, but being raised up in Michigan, he's another person I'd want to definitely talk to. Um, so in the more. third, one more. The third. Oh, let's think about that for a minute. Um, man, that's a good one. Tom Brady's too easy. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. Oh, because Derek Jeter and Tiger Woods aren't easy. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah, they're easy. You, you don't pick small names. Yeah, I don't pick small <laughs> names. Um, I gotta. Maybe we'll come back to that third one. Let me think about no, that for a minute. Not letting you. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta think one. about it right now. The other people I ask, I didn't let them off the hook. So I'm not letting you off the hook either third let's think um well who are your three that'll get my brain rolling i don't know if i've answered uh 
Yeah, who are your three? Yeah, well, because then I get my brain rolling a little bit. You're throwing it, you're buying, buying yourself some time. Uh, I am. So it's it's no secret. I, I love the Atlanta Braves. They're they're my team. Growing up, I like Dale Murphy a lot, mm-hmm. and then I watched him on TBS. So I I was a big Braves fan, and I would say that one of the one of the guys that I would love to uh, sit down with is um, Tom Glavin. Uh, he was just uh, you know crafty lefty oh yeah just um i would say greg maddox but if you've ever seen an interview with him he's the most boring person on the, on the <laughs> so it wouldn't be very much fun yeah and so i would say you know tom gladwin would be one um i would say uh i always liked the uh the bad boys the pistons you know, yeah from that, from that era and i like the fab five. Oh yeah and the the uh like the the uh, leader of the Fab Five um, was always Jalen Rose, so I would pick him. Yeah. Uh, that that team, I know they didn't they, they didn't win, right? And there was a lot of controversy, but they were just so much better than all their teams, and they knew it. And they, had a, you know, they were cocky for sure, but mm-hmm. they were really fun to watch. And absolutely, even if they were down twenty, you didn't shut the channel off because odds are they were coming back. So yeah. So that would be uh, a one, and then. Uh, I I always liked uh, um, Barry Sanders and, and Steve Eisman, those yeah, two. Yeah, those are good ones. But um, I'm going to stick two and three. And so yeah. Barry Sanders, you know, again, he, he was great to watch, but if you watch an interview with him, he was kind of bland. So I would say Steve Eisman, he'd be one that uh, I've heard that, you know, when you get him one-on-one, he's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of, a lot of good insight and uh, shares a lot of stories. And I think... He's another one, like, kind of like with uh, the one you mentioned about playing for one team, mm-hmm. his whole team. He played for one team his whole career. Mm-hmm. He signed yeah. his contract, and they asked him why, and he said, you know, as a kid, I would look at a hockey card, and I thought it was cool, and on the back, it had one, only one team all the way down. And I was like, yeah, I thought the same thing. And it's, and he said that, and so I always thought that was so cool. That was cool, and now he's back. So those are my, I'd say those are my three. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I still had a hard time coming up with the third one. It's going to take some time because <laughs> I know I'm going to leave here and it's going to be like I'm going to get flooded with athletes. All right, so one of the things that, you know, we I like to do is, uh, you know, a lot of what we, we do is from the, from the baseball organization that we have is we like to give back to the community. So what are what are some of the charitable organizations that you support or you like that um, they're out there and why? I've worked with Habitat for Humanity. I actually spent a year in the Domestic Peace Corps. It was AmeriCorps, so I spent some time in Iowa, and I really liked Habitat for Humanity. It was one of my favorites. Um, like doing food shelters, uh, but in terms of, I love you know volunteering for youth sports is one of my, whether it's working concessions or, or umpiring or whatever it is. Those are things that I really enjoy doing as well. But I like I like working with my hands, so I like that's why I'm kind of attracted to the, you know, the building houses and uh, disaster relief work. So we um, on the podcast, what what we're going to do is we're going to donate a small amount to Habitat to Humanity in your in your name. That's what we do. With, you know, that's awesome. Our uh, with our our guests, uh, you know, it's not like twenty five million dollars or anything like that, but hey. it's um, it's just the way that we. Well, thank you for coming on, and then also awesome. another way we can you know give back to other other organizations. So we're gonna we're gonna do that here in the next couple of days and send Sweet. it over to you. 
that's awesome i love that all right man well thank you thanks for coming on uh this has been great you know you, you know how i feel about you i think you're you're great you're really good with the you know the all the people that you train you have a you have a big heart for people it's very evident and uh just keep up doing doing a great job. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. All right. And I uh, look forward to next time. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Youth Sports Podcast. If you have a guest that you think that we should talk to, reach out to us. Please subscribe and tell your friends, neighbors, coworkers, and your Amazon delivery guy about us. Thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you in part by one of our sponsors, Dan Gourlay Farmers Insurance Agency. Based in Southeast Michigan, call Dan for any of your insurance needs, home, auto, life, or renter's insurance, and more. Call Dan at 248-513-4177.